Welcome to another edition of Pierre's Podcast. Today we are looking at the laws of relationships, part two, godly relationships. So hold tight. We'll be right back. I asked this question the other day to a couple of friends of mine, and I'm going to propose it to you guys. How many of you all know of some individuals who didn't make it five years into their marriage before they had gotten divorced? It's uh, getting scary now in our society because more and more people are finding it easier and easier just to walk away. And honestly, a lot of it has to do with the fact that our moral fabric in our society has eroded away, no longer holding its position like it used to. And uh, people are just comfortable, man, with just ditching the ideal of long-term relationships for any unnecessary reason. Just the craziest stuff, right? Because we see that in the Bible when Jesus confronts the Pharisees about that. That it was a lot easier for them to just do what their heart's desire was. So we talked about getting into a good, healthy relationship and uh, what it should look like. And uh, it was great, man. Anyway, we're going to come back with that after my man COG with today's word. Don't go away. It's your boy, Godchild the Movement, with today's word. Be patient and know that God is working things out in your favor. Rest in the fact that he is God, the creator of all things, and he holds all power in his hand. Learn to close your mouth and listen so that you may receive your instructions. Learn to trust his word and not your eyes so that you may increase your faith. For without faith, it is impossible to please him. Therefore, walk by faith and not by sight. Lean not to your own understanding, but acknowledge him in all of your ways, and he will direct your path. He is awesome and great in all his ways, and his word will never fail. Move forward in faith and watch your enemies fall by the wayside. Speak the word of God and watch your troubles be but a memory of the past. Submit and commit to his will for your life and see nothing but victory, even in death. This has been your boy, Godchild the Movement, with today's word. Amen. All right, so we're going to jump to this pretty quick. How many of you guys are familiar with the five love languages? Who else familiar with the book, The Five Love Languages? Great. Fantastic. Okay. Okay, a few people on this side, too. Excellent. So for you guys, you guys that may have already taken this test, so this test is just a, basically it's a recap for you. I took the test some years ago, forgot I took it, so I had to take it again because I couldn't remember my love language. But I did take it and I did find out my love language. Every love language is different. I want to give you these love languages really quick, but I do encourage you, I do encourage you if you do not know your love language, if you have not read the book, I would encourage you to do so. So here we go, you ready? Number one, the first love language is words of affirmation. 
It's not going to be on the screen, okay? Words of affirmation. That is an actual love language. That's my second love language. I have two. Most of you guys will have two love languages. You have a primary and a secondary, all right? So mine's physical touch was number one. Then my second one was words of affirmation. Number two, quality time, quality time. That's just, that could be a love language of yours. It might be primary, it might be secondary. Interestingly enough, see, my words of affirmation and quality time both landed on eight. I don't know how that's possible, but you know, so maybe I got three, I don't know, maybe I'm extra special. All right, quality time, quality time. Number three, receiving gifts. Who all likes to get gifts in here? Okay, that's probably gonna be a part of your love language. Sister Mel, she loves gifts, man. She loves gifts, I mean, that's huge for her. She's like, whenever I buy her something, she just goes nuts. All right, number four, acts of service, acts of service. It's interesting because I was talking to your lovely wife today, man, see? And she said, that's mine, acts of service, acts of service, all right? And then, of course, number five, physical touch. So I highly recommend it. And then, of course, the book is The Five Love Languages by Dr. Gary Chapman, and it's called The Five Love Languages. So... Number one, number one, number one. We're talking about godly relationships today. The first thing is, is you must be equally yoked. You must be equally yoked, okay? Build on Christ and not on yourselves. All right, you gotta build on Christ and not on yourselves. If you are building your relationship on yourself, it is going to crash and burn. It's just going, it's not gonna make it. It can't make it because the premise of you building on yourself is going to be self-absorbed, self-focused, and self-centered, all right? You got to do that. You got to find somebody that you're equally yoked with, okay? Build on Christ and not on yourselves. 2 Corinthians 6, 14 through 18 says, stop forming inappropriate relationships with unbelievers. Can right and wrong be partners? Can light have anything in common with darkness? Can Christ agree with the devil? Can a believer share life with an unbeliever? Can God's temple contain false gods? Clearly, we are the temple of the living God. As God said, I will live and walk among them. I will be their God, and they will be my people. The Lord says, get away from unbelievers. Separate yourself from them. Have nothing to do with anything unclean. Then I will welcome you. The Lord Almighty says, I will be your father, and you will be my sons and daughters. Let me break that down really quick. God is not saying that you should not have unsaved friends. That's not what he's saying at all. He's talking literally about do not get into a marriage with them. Do not get into a business partnership with them because you just, it's, it's, you're going to have issues. If I'm thinking secular, if I'm thinking as an unbeliever, I'm not necessarily concerned with doing things that are gonna have Christian moral values, amen? That's how come you saw in the Old Testament, that's why you see repeatedly in the Old Testament, God indicating to them, get away from them, move on, do what you gotta do, but do not invest relationships with them. He's not saying don't, he's not saying don't be a light for them. He's not saying don't, you know, don't, don't love them with the love of God. He's saying, man, the minute you jump into paraphrasing here, jump into bed with them, you just formed a bond with them. That's going to be hard to break. All right? 
And so you do not want to make investments into somebody that you're going to call your significant other for the rest of your life. Because that's a long time, man. Listen, me and Sister Mel have been together for 25 years. Amen. Thank you. 25 years. We got two beautiful girls and three beautiful boys. She claims the boys as her own, even though they are from my first marriage. She says, those are my sons. See, I had to have someone that was okay and could see my other three boys from my first marriage as her own with no issues. Even when, as little kids, they would tell her, you're not my mom. You're not my mom. Are you okay with that? She'd have to be mature enough and responsible enough to say, I know that baby, but you know what? When you're here, I'm your mom. Years later, fast forward, they're all grown, get their own families now. Every single one of them is crazy about Nikki. Would put their life on the line for her because of what she has done for them. She would take them to soccer practice. She would pick them up from football practice. She would feed them. When they were sick, she would keep them. She made the sacrifice. So because she made the sacrifice, it came back full circle, and now they're making the sacrifice for her. Amen? Amen. So be equally yoked. Hey, listen, guys, it's really important, man, for you to take your time. There's so much involved in marriage that people fail to realize and even look at, for example, what is your family dynamics? What is their family dynamics? You have to pay close attention to where people come from. It's uh, interesting because a lot of times we don't pay attention to these things. We're just so caught up, man, with the infatuation of how great this person is. And it's not that they're not a good person. I'm sure they are a great person. But culturally, you can find yourself in a very difficult situation. Has nothing to do with skin color as much as it does just the upbringing and the culture. So when you stop and think about that, hopefully that will help you men as we listen to the rest of this program to just process and think about who you are seeing and or dating and or uh, looking to date because you want to make the right choice, man. All right. So with that being said, we're going to go to the second half of this and uh, hopefully it'll bless you as much as the first half. And uh, don't go away. We'll be right back. Be patient and kind. Build on Christ-centered compassion. Build on Christ-centered compassion. 
1 Corinthians 13, 4 says, love is patient, love is kind, love isn't jealous, it doesn't sing its own praises, it isn't arrogant. Mm-hmm. Be patient and kind. Listen, you need to make sure that you're getting into a relationship with somebody that is going to be patient and kind. Patient and kind. Now, the five love languages are extremely important. I cannot emphasize that you need to take it. You need to take the test, but you also need to read it and you need to actually research it because it's going to help you. Because sometimes what's happening is, is you're speaking the wrong love language to the person that you're in relationship with. And because you're speaking the wrong love language, because you don't know, they're basically, you know, going to act kind of funky, which is what it is, right? So, so how do you correct it? Learn the right love language. But the issue is, though, is that if you are speaking the right love language, after you both have taken the test and you guys are starting to exercise this and you're putting it into practice and there still seems to just be some issues with an attitude, there could be something deeper else going on inside of them, okay? And here's the thing, if you're not married to them, slow down. It's okay to slow down, slow down. It's okay to slow down, take your time. Whoa, 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 I ain't see this. Hold on a minute, let me slow down. Let's walk a little slower. Well, what's wrong? I thought you wanted to marry me. Well, I did, but now that I didn't see, you know, this other side of you, maybe we need to just walk a little slower, right? So that's okay, because you gotta address things and approach things in a common sense factor. Remember, you're getting married. Listen, I do weddings, and I get up there when I'm ready to marry people. I, had, I was doing a council session last week, and I had to explain to the couple, because she has a child from a first marriage, and he doesn't. And I had to explain to her, so you are okay with understanding that he now becomes primary and, no, and not your daughter. Your daughter cannot be primary over him. She's like, um, uh, yeah? She's like, no, I ain't no, uh, yeah. No, that's scripture. Now, these are not believers. These are non-believing people. She asked me to do it. She's a friend of mine. But I mean, she was like, well, we want a counseling session. Can you give us a counseling session? I said, I can only give you a biblical counseling session. So if I give you one from the biblical perspective, are you okay with that? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. I said, are you okay with that? Not that your daughter doesn't matter, but you got to make sure that he's primary. Because if he becomes secondary in the relationship, you're going to be fighting an uphill battle until either it dissolves or until you correct the problem. All right? So you gotta learn how to be patient and kind. Build on Christ-centered compassion, all right? Next, be humble, not haughty. Be humble, not haughty, okay? Build on Christ-centered humility. Build on Christ-centered humility. All right, again, 1 Corinthians 13, 4. Love is patient, love is kind, love isn't jealous. It doesn't sing its own praise. Man, listen, if you get with somebody and they're singing their own praise all the time, that's scary. Y'all know what I'm talking about. That's why some of y'all nodding y'all heads. You may, listen, you may not be in a relationship with that, but you might have a, you might have a, a friend or a boss like that. That's scary. Yeah, see, last night I went to the bowling match and I uh, took first place again because I'm that great. <laughs> I'm that awesome. Listen. 
You need somebody that's going to build you up. You want to get with somebody that's going to build you up, man. If they're always tearing you down and building themselves up, that's a problem. That's a huge problem. A huge problem. Guys, we live in a world now, man, where women have a sense of independence, and women are absolutely amazing. Amen? Y'all give y'all sisters a hand clap. They are fearfully and wonderfully made as well. The word Adam is neutered, masculine and feminine. So when we hear the word Adam, we think, we, you can't just think of the male. He's talking about male and female. It's a neutered word, okay, in the Hebrew language. And it's important to understand that because women are man with a different function. Okay? So pastor talks about it a lot. Women are XX, men are XY. But in this world, what has happened is in the old days, they would stay at home moms, barefoot and pregnant, right? Now, there's a whole lot of sisters in here, man, that's like putting it down. Amen? They making it happen. And that's a wonderful thing. And they got these great jobs. They're making good money. Man, listen, you cannot be intimidated by that. Because if she says she loves you, then she loves you and she's with you. One of the greatest things that happened to me was, man, and this is a true story. I was making decent money, but Sister Mill was making more money than me when we first started, when we first got together. She was making more money than me. I didn't care. I'm like, yeah, baby, you go with your bad self. But it encouraged me and inspired me to work harder. Amen? And so what's the point? The point is you cannot be intimidated by the person that you're in relationship with. Now, on the flip side, if all they're doing is shoving it in your face, you ain't nothing. You don't do nothing. I handle everything. So you ain't. You probably need to say, whoa, 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 whoa. Let's have a talk to Jesus conversation real quick. We need to sit down for a minute, man, because this, uh, this ain't happening. If you're married, if you're not married and you're seriously dating, address it. Correct it. If it can't be corrected, everybody say it with me. Slow. Slow down. Slow down. I told you guys last month about the 48-hour rule. The 48-hour rule, man, it's a real thing and it actually works. Before you do anything, man, process it, pray over it, and meditate on it, man, for 48 hours. It will change your life. It will save you from making unnecessary bad decisions, okay? All right, moving on. Be selfless and sacrificial. Be selfless and sacrificial. Build on Christ-centered sacrifice. Build on Christ-centered sacrifice. 1 Corinthians 13.5 says, it isn't rude, talking about love still, okay? It doesn't think about itself. It isn't irritable. It doesn't keep track of wrongs. Hmm. Hmm. Are you keeping track of wrongs? The person you're with, are they keeping track of wrongs? Are they keeping score with that? See, last week, you know, you said my mama's name wrong. Okay, I'm sorry. No, that ain't good enough. That's a problem. Are you doing that? That's a problem. This is not a scorecard. This is a person that you're talking about being committed to for the rest of your life. So take your time, okay? 
Take your time. We got to learn how to be selfless and sacrificial. That's important. All right, next. Be forgiving and forgetful. Be forgiving and forgetful. Build on Christ-centered temperance. Build on Christ-centered temperance, okay? Listen, you got to, man, not only can you not keep score, but then you got to learn how to let go, man. You got to know how to forgive and let go. Know how to forgive and let go. Period. 1 Corinthians 13, 6 says, It isn't happy when injustice is done, but it is happy with the truth, okay? So, we got to make sure that we be forgiving and forgetful, okay? We want to be, we want to keep our, keep our significant other happy, man. Be strong and sensitive. Build on Christ-centered perseverance, all right? Be strong and sensitive. Build on Christ-centered perseverance. 1 Corinthians 13, 7 says, Love never gives up, never loses faith, is always hopeful, and endures through every circumstance. It endures through every circumstance. It endures through every circumstance. I cannot emphasize that enough. It endures through every circumstance. Let me tell you why it's so important. It's important because you're going to be tested in your relationship. Amen? You're going to be retested. You're going to be tested, man, I'm telling you. See, if you're dating right now, man, for those of you guys that are married, you know the honeymoon's over with. It probably ended, man, not long after you got married. For most people, that's how it happens. And then all of a sudden you start realizing, who, did, who in the world did I just marry? Who did I just marry? Right? And that's not uncommon because most people go through a euphoric stage when they're dating. We all do. Oh, she's so wonderful. I just love her. I can't even think at work right now. My mind's just scrambled. Oh, he's amazing. He's so dreamy. Oh, my goodness. Right? And then after you get out of that phase and you get into the marriage for real, now it's just like, you're like, oh, my God, what in the world, man? Right? Why? Because you come out of the euphoric stage. You're no longer, you're no longer, your dopamines are no longer firing off and the receptors are no longer receiving it. And now what's happening is you're seeing things for really what it is. Because what happens is all of a sudden real life kicks in. All of a sudden real life starts happening. You got real bills. You got real life situations. You got real things happening. And you have to address those issues for what they are. This is why you have to make sure that you learn the love language of your significant other, all right? Make sure you learn it. Real quick, if you are, if you are in a bad situation, all right, and you're struggling with this, and you may be saying, yeah, that sounds good, minister, but I'm just, I'm, I'm at my wits, yeah, I can't make it, man. I can't make it. I just can't do it no more. They're broke and they need me to fix them. If you're there, let me read this verse to you. Luke 6, 37 through 38 says, don't pick on people, okay? Don't jump on their failures, criticize their faults, unless, of course, you want the same treatment. Don't condemn those who are down. That hurts him, boomerang. Be easy on people. You'll find life a lot easier. Give away your life, and you'll find life given back. But not merely giving back, giving back with bonus and blessing. 
Giving, not getting, is the way. Generosity begets generosity. Listen, if you're struggling in your relationship with somebody, love them harder than you've ever loved them before. They're not going to give it back to me. Process through it and work through it. Can you do it on your own? No. Can you do it with the help of God? Absolutely. And God can definitely help you, and he will help you if you want him to help you. But that's you praying and you asking God to help you. All right? Now, what if they're like, what, no, no, what if they're like, I don't care. I don't feel like praying. Pray anyway. Pray, pray without them. Pray without them. Process through it without them. Work through it. Build through it. Now, what if they pull away from you? What if that's the it? What if they just like, I'm done, I'm going on? God bless you, love you, man. I'm still praying for you and keep it moving. Well, listen, I hope you enjoyed today's message. I hope it was a blessing to you. As always, we are so appreciative that you take the time to listen to Pierre's podcast. And uh, I want to encourage you, man, like us on Facebook, man, or any other social site that you may be following us on. And you can also hear our podcast as well on uh, the church's website at ctabchurch.org, where you can also get the study notes and uh, follow along as you're listening to the podcast. Listen, if you're ever in Michigan, man, if you're out of state, or if you live in Michigan, man, and you just want to come visit us, man, on this Tuesday evening, please feel free to do so. I'd love to meet you in person, man, and get a chance to shake your hand, man, and just love on you a little bit. Every Tuesday at 7.30 p.m. in the chapel at Christian Tabernacle Church, we get together to do what is called The Study, and this is where Pierre's podcast is recorded live. And, of course, every Sunday morning at 10 a.m., we have our Sunday morning service where Dr. James O. Mormon, our senior pastor, will preach an inspiring word that will change your life and motivate you, man. Trust me, he blesses us all, all the time. So we'd love to see you. Come hang out with us and fellowship with us. All right? God bless. See you guys next week. Pierce Podcast. Peace. Bye-bye, bye-bye, bye-bye.